The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hey, hey, that's right. It is me, Jeremy, your Spider-Pan, and I have a lot of fun in store for you, just like we have every episode I would like to be able to say every week, but we did miss last week. I've been kind of busy lately, and so wasn't able to get anything together last week. But I did have some plans for this week because free comic book day was this past Saturday. And I'm sorry I was not prepping. I should. I, I mean, normally, you know, I'm preparing for free comic book day, and I'm talking about it as we get up to it, and I go through and I talk about all the different comics that are going to be available to you. Uh, I was not on my game this time. I It really threw me off that... Uh, because you know, last year, of course, we didn't get to have Free Comic Book Day, and this year it got delayed here until August 14th, which was fun because that is Lost Boy Phillips' birthday. He's now 45 years of age, so it was kind of fun to go out for his birthday and celebrate Free Comic Book Day, really in the fashion of like what we would always do. And you know, it's always fun to go run around with Philip on Free Comic Book Day. Uh, so it was nice to be able to do that again. We were joined by our friend Seth. We had some fun and some adventures. I did record with them later on to get some of our thoughts of what we grabbed. And also got to talk to Seth. Uh, he was a beta tester for the new Madden 22 game. Uh, he is big on football. He used to play football in high school and everything. We used to throw a football around with him and trying to catch a pass from him. It's well, he, he could throw a bullet at you. And it was hard to catch because I'm, you know, I'm not athletic. Let's just face it. I'm not athletic. I could not really catch it. But, yeah, it would – man, he could pound it right in there. But he, he was on target. Uh, so he's a big football guy, and he has always been in on EA and, you know, having, like, good suggestions on what he would like to see in a game. And so he actually got sent in where he was able to beta test the new game. And so he's going to share some thoughts on the new Madden, uh, which I believe actually comes out, I think, this week. Uh, preseason has started off and of course uh, during uh, this episode the funny thing is we're going to talk about comic books and toys and things Start. I started asking Seth about Madden and we started talking about the Chiefs uh, we're all here in Kansas City we're Chiefs fans so we started talking some football which we don't really do that often here in the show <laughs> to have especially the amount of time we spent talking about football this time around uh, is very very different for us I must say so one thing that I do want to share about what uh, what I've been watching this week Philip uh, was given a movie by his brother, and uh, I, I when I was over there, you know, picking him up because he's not allowed to drive currently. Uh, but I saw this movie sitting on his shelf with his DVD player, and it had the, like the goofiest cheese ball cover and the name of the movie, Megaforce. And I said, "What in the world kind of cheese ball movie is this?" And he says, "Oh, it is like the worst, one of the worst movies ever. You got to watch it." Uh, this was something apparently he and his brothers, they had uh, like a toy of, like a toy van that was of, that was merchandise that was made by Mattel of this movie. 
and they didn't, I guess they weren't that aware of the movie being about it, but his brother found the movie, and I guess his brother has a copy, and so he had to get a copy for Philip for his birthday. And so we watched this movie, and it is really bad. And this came out in 1982, and I guess they thought this was going to be a big hit, had planned on maybe doing a trilogy. Uh, it, wow. Um, I'm trying to think, is it Barry Bostwick or Brian Bostwick? I always want to call him Brian, but I think... I think it's Barry Bostwick. Uh, you might know him from the Rocky Horror Picture Show or Spin City. Yes, Barry Bostwick. He was the hero and star of this. You know, had this big full beard and this kind of feathered blonde hair in this. You know, uh, and uh, we, we kind of joked uh, that, you know, I think Chuck Norris was probably approached for this kind of movie. But Chuck Norris probably looked at the script and said, no. This could have been the precursor of the updated G.I. Joe, which Hasbro would have had later, where you had G.I. Joe versus Cobra, as opposed to having a single figure Barbie-sized. Uh, this movie is so bad. There, there's definitely some stuff you can laugh at, but after a while, it was, some of the stuff was so bad, I was like, oh, this is almost painful. It's so bad. Uh, not even just from cheesy dialogue that doesn't make sense, but uh, there's even one point, because the, uh, the bad guy is friends with uh, Barry Boswick's character, who is named Ace Hunter. Uh, <laughs> you cannot make that. Well, I guess that you did, can make this up because they did. But the bad guy comes by himself to their location where they're camping out. It's like, okay, there's the bad guy. You need to stop what he's doing, don't you? Why doesn't somebody grab him, kill him, or something? I mean, you're going to full on military action with this guy. You know, he's got a whole tank platoon. He's apparently invading other countries, and you need to stop him. And the entire plot of the movie is they're trying to invade into this guy's country attack a weapons depot, and then run for the border and try to lure him out of the country where apparently they can deal with him that way. And that way they're trying to not have an international incident, I guess. I guess maybe that's why we're in the, like, when he can show up at the camp, they don't do anything with him. But, like, you really could do everything a lot of good if you just grab him. Heck, grab him, take him across the border, and then arrest him on the other side of the border, officially or something. I don't know, but it just, it, it was really ridiculous. Uh it, even the point, you know, they're all their their vehicles are basically dune buggies and motorcycles. They're wearing tight clothes. I mean, tights. I mean, you know, every, you could see everything on these guys that are supposed to be part of this mega force. And the, really, if you run on a motorcycle, you're going up against tanks. You really have no protection against a tank on the still on the little motorcycle. It was just silly. And of course, they had machine guns on the the front of the motorcycle, which the only way to aim was you'd have to get a wheelie and then you'd have to turn your thing. But you're really not going to aim very well that way. It was the the thought process was more about, hey, we could make toys more than this being practical and useful in any fashion whatsoever. Uh, among other crimes, I could go on for a long time talking about everything that's really, really wrong with this movie. Uh, I already went on my rant yesterday when I got home. I was talking to, to poor. Uh, the Wendy nerd, my wife, Heather, <laughs> I, I went on a bit of a thing about, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe this. I had to show her a trailer says, you could not believe that somebody actually made this movie and they took this seriously and thought it was going to be a hit. Uh, it is, uh, oh my goodness, it is horrendous. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. 
Okay, I want to dive into some news. Uh, this week, by the way, we will not be visiting the trailer park. I didn't really get anything prepared for that. Uh, I don't remember if there was any new trailers that came out this week for anything, but there is some new things coming. Uh, there is, in 2022, a second season of Star Wars The Bad Batch, which did have its season finale this week. I actually have not gotten a chance to watch it yet, so we weren't able to review it, but we will later review and talk about the first episode of Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. So, yes, Disney+, Plus will have another series of Bad Batch, which, yeah, you're not surprising at all, really. Something that is surprising, though, is a LEGO Star Wars Halloween special. LEGO Star Wars Terrifying Tales coming to Disney Plus October 1st. And I have a description here that says Poe and BB-8 must make an emergency landing on the volcanic planet Mustafar, where they meet the greeting and conniving Grabella or Grabala the Hut. I don't know how they're going to pronounce that. Grabala the Hut who has purchased Darth Vader's castle and is renovating into the galaxy's first all-inclusive Sith-inspired luxury hotel. While waiting for his X-Wing to be repaired, Poe, BB-8, Grabala, and Dean, a plucky and courageous young boy who works as Grabala's mechanic, venture deep into the mysterious castle with Vader's loyal servant, Vanier. I guess that's how you're saying it. It's got an accent on, on one of the two E's. Along the way... Vanayi, I don't know how they're going to say this, uh, shares three creepy stories linked to ancient artifacts and iconic villains from across all eras of Star Wars. As Vanier, or I'm going to say it three different ways by now, uh, spins his tales and lures our heroes deeper into the shadowy underbelly of the castle, a sinister plan emerges. With the help of Dean, Poe, and BB-8, we'll have to face their fears, stop an ancient evil from rising, and escape to make it all back to their friends. I don't know how scary this will be. This might be similar to uh, the... Toy Story Halloween special where it, you know, it has like the first 10 minutes. It's a little creepy and scary, but it's also too funny. But then it just becomes a typical, feels very much like a Toy Story plot. Uh, it, it's it's very, you know, once you get to a certain point, it's it's something you would expect from Toy Story characters. And it doesn't feel Halloween-y at all. Uh, well, I forgot what they call that. Uh, the Toy Story of t Tale of Terror or something like that. It is very enjoyable special. But yeah, so now we're going to have Disney Plus. We are going to have a Lego Star Wars special. But, you know, of course, I don't think they really have Halloween in the Star Wars galaxy that we know of. Uh, and the album that was released a long time ago uh, is not official canon for the Christmas album where you have S. Claus, if anyone knows what I'm talking about with that old record. Uh, that is not officially canon. Uh, oh, one thing I do want to throw in, speaking of what if, because we forgot to mention this when we did our review, which you're going to hear later, is... Uh, I saw here on Nerdist that they're figuring that uh, Shuma Gorath actually made an appearance, and I, you know, I hadn't thought of that when I was watching it. Uh, but this, this appears to be something. I guess there's some rumors going around that Shuma Gorath is going to appear in the Doctor Strange film, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, and this is like a weird cosmic entity. And uh, he's this weird tentacle monster in an eyeball. If, for anyone who played the arcade game of uh, Marvel Superheroes, it was a fighting game. Shuma Gorath was in there, and that's where I'm mainly familiar with him. And he's like this big eyeball and all these tentacles and everything. Uh, so, you know, I don't know a whole lot about him. I'll, I'll probably have to do a bit more research. If that turns out indeed to be who's going to be in this film, we'll definitely look into... Uh, one of the uh, main characters. But uh, Nerdist does have some stuff and says, an ancient lord of chaos who's existed since the beginning of time. Shumagorath's powers are varied and ranging. The fries 
The phrase, his secret is his power and his power is his secret, is uttered often in his earliest appearances. The monster wishes to take over Earth and claims that he must kill Doctor Strange to do so. Shumagorath changes size, crushes with his massive tentacles, and shoots blasts from his enormous eye. The Capcom series imbued him with even more specific abilities, including spikers from a slimy skin, turning to stone, and devastating opponents with his Chaos Dimension Hyper Combo. Yes, Capcom, I think they used him not only just in the Marvel Superheroes game, but when they did those Marvel versus Capcom games, I think he appeared in a couple of those as well. So something else that popped up this week, Idris Elba released a picture of a gloved hand with two spikes on it, and you, you kind of see a bit of red arm, uh, and he's got it, hashtag Sonic Movie 2, hashtag Knuckles, announcing that he is joining the cast of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as the voice of Knuckles, and this is a, now I, I haven't played a whole lot of the Sonic games, I'm not that familiar with them, but this is listed as Sonic's, Sonic's scrappy nemesis turned compatriot. So this was announced on Tuesday, uh, this is going to be awesome, uh, I don't know that much about, um, knuckles but i you know idris elba i just like him i think he's really cool so i'm pretty excited about that that's going to be really really neat uh on to something really kind of cool uh you'll have to check your local listings fathom events has announced labyrinth the 35th anniversary in theaters sunday september the 12th monday september 13th wednesday september 15th kind of weird it's a sunday monday wednesday but you know I'll, i'll go on a sunday sometime to see I never saw Labyrinth on a big screen. But Labyrinth, the 1986 uh, film from Jim Henson. Uh, this was, of course, after Dark Crystal. Uh, Dark Crystal, since it, it didn't go over as well as he expected, it was dark. You never saw a single human. Jim Henson decided to lighten the tone a little bit with Labyrinth and actually have some humans in the cast. And this was actually written by, uh, let's see, I think did Terry Gilliam. Let me see. A member of Monty Python did write the script. And it does not say here where I'm looking on who wrote the script. But yeah, I remember it was, a, it was the same guy who wrote Time Bandits, wrote the script for Labyrinth. Uh, and I think it's a lot of fun. This is, I think, is the, this is the first thing I saw Jennifer Connelly in. I actually had, was not aware of David Bowie until I saw this film. Uh, and it's, it's got great music. I have the soundtrack. Uh, I think it was the same composer who even did the music for The Dark Crystal, but also some songs by David Bowie. Uh, if you've never seen this, it's a great movie. I think we may have covered this pretty well. Even back when David Bowie passed away, we talked about this this movie. This is It's a great, uh, great, great movie. But it says uh, here on Fathom Events, the 35th anniversary screenings of Jim Henson's Labyrinth will be preceded by a brief featurette entitled The Henson Legacy. Jennifer Connelly and the Henson family talk about the art of puppetry and the magic of Jim Henson, along with a visit to the Center for Puppetry Arts, featuring Jim Henson Collection and over 100 puppets. From Labyrinth. I'm punching in my zip code right now, and I'm going to see, yes, it will be playing a couple of times uh, at a theater near me. Uh, I'm going to have to keep that in mind and get myself some tickets. I'm going to leave this, I'm going to leave that webpage up. I'm definitely leaving that webpage up so I can get a look at it later. All right, something else, you know, this was just a weird random thing. I actually heard Alfred Molina got married to Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Lee, you might know her as the writer and co-director of Frozen, right? Alfred Molina, uh, he actually voiced King Agnar, but you might have seen him in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, he's there in the beginning. He's the the one guy going with Indy that stays with him, goes into the temple, and tries to take the idol away, you know, uh, and ends up forgetting about that trap with the spikes in the, the when the, you go by the, the sun. Uh, he was a lot thinner then, but uh, Alfred Molina 
despite me having seen him in that, uh, I became more aware of him when he played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. So, yes, they got married, and that's that's very, very cool. Uh, there's quite the age difference. Jennifer Lee's 49. Alfred Molina is 68. My goodness. So, but yeah, congratulations. Uh, that is very nice. It's kind of almost a, a weird way of, well, like a Disney wedding in its own sort of way. So other things that popped out, uh, you know, there was a lot of different news. A lot of people were talking about some of the prices of the Star Wars Star Cruiser type resort thing being extravagantly expensive. I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, I knew it was going to be super expensive and it's going to be something for the, well, the wealthy. Uh, middle class probably uh, need not apply. And you know, if you're broke like me, don't even think about it. Uh, but something else that came along, Catherine Zeta-Jones will be playing Morticia Adams and Louise Guzman will be playing Gomez Adams in this upcoming Wednesday TV series with Jenna Ortega as Wednesday being directed by Tim Burton for Netflix. Now, I, I think I've previously gone in to say I'm, I'm not a fan enough of Wednesday where I want a series based off of her. I'd like an, an Adams Family series. But um, I'm, these, this bit of casting, I'm kind of a little like, oh, hey, um, maybe I want to watch this after all. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to check it out because Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia. Sounds fantastic. You're probably familiar with her from, uh, she was a lot of things in the 90s. Uh, more, probably most famously was The Mark of Zorro, wasn't it? Was that what they called it? Where they, they re-brought uh, Zorro back with Antonio Banderas. Catherine Zeta-Jones, very lovely actress. Nice, very long, dark hair. Perfect for Morticia. Uh, British actress, actress of Welsh. She's from Wales. And then, of course, Louise Guzman. If you saw his face, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Uh, I think one of his best roles was Count of Monte Cristo. He was uh, he was kind of almost like the servant and an advisor to the Count. Uh, and, oh, just a great character. He's 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 uh, he's not what I'd call a very handsome man, but he's super just he's just loaded with charm. He's always very likable, very affable. He's great at playing those type of characters. And him as Gomez Adams kind of got me excited. Like, oh, I could see him playing Gomez Adams. And he's even got these nice eyebrows and he almost looks half sinister. But he's always Luis Guzman just has a charm to him. Uh, so, but yeah, go look up a picture of him. You're going to be like, oh yeah, I've seen him in a lot of things. He's never been like a big star star of anything. He's always been some supporting character, but he's always great in those supporting roles. So, you know, Hey, <laughs> I am quite excited about that. Well, one thing that has come to uh, my attention is there's a Spidey and his amazing friends coming aimed at preschool. And, uh, they, they've put a wall up apparently in Disney's California adventure. And uh, so, see, when you, I hear Spidey and his amazing friends, I'm expecting Iceman and Firestar. But looking at some of the imagery in this wall, it looks like it is Miles and uh, and the uh, Spider Gwen, uh, which I guess I don't know if they're going to call her the Ghost Spider or what, but it's the Gwen Stacy version. So it's a Disney Junior series, Team Spidey, and they're going, of course, they're going to team up with Hulk and Ms. Marvel and Black Panther. Fighting foes like Rhino, Doc Ock, and Green Goblin. And it's, of course, aimed at preschoolers. Uh, it's starting August the 6th, which I guess already kicked off. Uh, so I have not watched any of this. It's aimed at preschool, so I'm not really the target audience. So I don't know that I'd really be that interested in that. So, but yeah, it's kind of nice. A nice Spidey series. Uh, I, I would, you know, I guess if I want to watch Spider-Man and his amazing friends, it is available on Disney+. Plus, and I will watch the daylights of that. All right, so we have been running around for Free Comic Book Day, hitting a, a few shops here in the area. We went three different places. One place for comics, 
And then we went some other places just to look at some toys and just having a good time and looking at some stuff here. But I'm here, of course, with Lost Boy Philip. And then, Seth, we haven't given you a Lost Boy name at all, have we? No. We're just going to call you Lost Boy Seth. Okay. All right. So, of course, you know, free comic book day, we, there, was only, there wasn't a lot of places that were, were participating this year. And it was delayed. And it's actually on Philip's birthday here. We got to do this. So, and Philip's trying to plug us in. You probably shouldn't be messing with the power while we're recording. <laughs> because like yeah that's what that's how that's how what speed do or how Phil do or yeah something like that all right so uh we actually did find you know the first shop we went to we actually had to buy in order to get more than two items free so i ended up having to get uh they had some dollar comics i got a dollar comic and found the master universe red of relation but what'd you find free phil well let me look here i'm looking because i don't remember <laughs> uh taking all this out of the bag so you don't hear the sound Okay. I'm a big fan of Archie comics, and so, because I'm a nerd, but I got the Archie Past, Present, and Future Fun. And wow, it's embracing like the old school and like the new Riverdale. Mm -hmm. it's, and it's even got uh, from when he was a little bitty guy. Yeah. So it's got all, it's got every version. The original, because he used to just, for the mo longest time, before they tried to get all modernized on it, they tried to get, uh, it has basically his original style, mostly that, because that's, you know, we had like 50 years of that, longer than that, really. But we have mostly that, so it has just about every version of Archie that you could have. And it's almost, uh, right now, there's this thing right now where you're, you're mixing every kind of what they call multiverse. Yeah. And it, it looks like they're, they're kind of jumping in on the fun, the multiversing of Archie. <laughs> Because it looks to me, I, I opened up for just a second, and it looked like Arch, all the Archies are meeting. Oh, my goodness. So that'll be fun. And I also have the Batman Special Edition. Uh, called, I haven't looked at it yet, but it uh, says, Get your first look at uh, Batman uh, Fear State, and I am... Or what was that? Is it J.M.M. Batman? Is that what I'm thinking? I am Batman is what it looks like. Oh, yeah, I think you might be right. I am Batman. See, it has a symbol in between the M, the A, and the I, so it's kind of hard to tell, but I see it now. Yeah. I'm making it hard to read here. It is. It does make it hard to read, but it's it's, it's cool. And then we have uh, uh, Suicide Squad King Shark Special Edition. I like King Shark. Which I hear he's voiced by Sylvester Stallone in the he movie. Is. He is. And then I got the Avengers uh, Earth's Mightiest Hero, and uh, also featuring... Hulk. I like Hulk. As far as the comics I actually bought, I bought uh, some Star Wars. Yeah, some of the new Marvel Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Is that volumes one and two there? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think I have most of those actual comics. I was I haven't even gotten to read all the comics I've bought, but I was collecting the straight comics there for a while. Oh, what's this? This here is the greatest stories ever told of Superman and Batman. This is supposed Al to be the Alex Ross art, by the way. Yes, that's right. It's the uh, greatest stories ever told, and it's supposed to be uh, the of the world's finest. Is why I got it because they're your two favorite guys, anyway. That's right. And I got Superboy, so the uh, old original Superboy. Greatest team-up stories ever told. How nice! Yeah. And you got those like half price. Yes, I did. And I Which was a good deal. Yeah, very very happy about that. My two favorite superheroes of all time. Indeed, the originals really. I actually did fairly similar to you. Uh, I had to spend at least five dollars to be able to get five different free comics, so I actually had to pay to get free stuff. Who thought? But I did find the Masters <laughs> Universe Revelation. Um, I found one, only one issue of it, and I think it's the the uh, it's, uh, yeah Mike Magnolia cover art, which 
uh, I don't know that everybody. I, I saw a lot of people who really didn't like this cover. I'm not really that keen on it, but I, at least I got the comic. This is one of the prequel comics. Yeah, on this fourth day, I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, I, I, there was a one copy, and I got it. They I'll had let you read it sometime. One, but I didn't buy it. I didn't see the second yeah, one. Yeah, it was right there and, behind it. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't see it. I assume you bought it. <laughs> no. Oh man, I didn't see it behind it. Dang yeah, it. They did. Because yeah. I would have bought that instead of going. I bought a dollar Superman issue, a past to Superman issue to kind of fill out the five dollars so I can get the stuff. Where did I put that Superman issue I bought? But I found a Smurfs Tales, and I grabbed it mainly because uh, there's a company who's been kind of re-releasing the original Payo yeah, comics. I got some of those. And uh, and I, I, I've enjoyed them, and it's nice to see it's like the origins of the Smurfs, and like how Payo used to draw them. I found a Blade Runner 2029 Origins uh, comic, so I thought I wanted to you know read that. I got the same Batman one you got. But of course, now, I didn't realize this was one of last year's comics, a Spider-Man comic, so I've already got this one. But they were talking about, oh yeah, this was a big deal last year. So, but it was a Spider-Man, so I grabbed it. And then there's a Spider-Man Venom that I found, and of course I had to get it because it's Spider-Man. Oh, here's the Superman I got. It's a uh, number 86 from 1994, and uh, I was. It, they had a lot of Superman comics, and really, if I'd have had more money to go spending and just for a bunch of dollar comics, I would have grabbed a ton of them because they did. They had a ton of them back there for a dollar. Old ones from the 90s here, and I, I just thought the cover was kind of cool. So I judged a book by its cover. Yeah, and I and I bought it because <laughs> I was like, well, I want a dollar, and I was looking for some Spider-Man, but I didn't see any. And I but I saw a ton of Superman. I'm like, I like Superman too, so yeah. I'm gonna get me some Superman. So, but then we hit uh, some toy stores. Oh my goodness, back in time in Liberty, Missouri, uh, it was uh, kind of near off. It was off of 152, and I guess 291. And there's a little shopping center. It's kind of in the back. This was like an antique store of comics. I mean, uh, did you, I brought me all kinds of memories. Looking ahead, old Ninja Turtles. Uh, some I, I even saw the full six million dollar man toys. Yeah. Saw some of those. Uh, I, oh my goodness, about anything. Rogers. Buck Rogers toys. They had the full Eternia play set, selling it for about near three thousand dollars. I didn't realize how big that set that was. That had been somewhat near. So, uh, you had, oh, you had my, one? My cousin did. Oh. And uh, he, he had a lot of things. And uh, I was over there at his uh, house playing with that in Wisconsin. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That- we, he had almost all the He-Mans. And then years later, he got into the Ninja Turtles, and he had almost all of those. Wow. So we had several play sets from that. And that was a lot of fun, too. So sometimes we combine that with Eternia stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the, I mean, the cool thing is, like, the Revelation series brought the Eternia place that back to life for us by having it as part of the, uh, what they call it, was basically like the heaven. It was not Preternia, but what do they call it? The uh, Preternia head, we'll call it. What, well, Preternia was supposed to be the Delane of the Dead, wasn't it? No, that was Underturnia or whatever. Or, yeah, Preternia was the heaven. What was the underground one? I forgot. It's Oh, well, dang it. That's all right. But yeah, which they were actually using concepts from the some of the newer canon where they have the underground Eternia. And then the Preternia in the, in the regular canon is supposed to be like prehistoric. Yeah. So it was kind of weird that they used it as a heaven thing. But it was really cool to see the Eternia playset. Now, did you see anything that you used to play with, Seth? Oh, you know, I saw all kinds of things like you know the GI Joes. You know that that was the yeah, main thing. What was thing. the name of that thing you had that was like a cobra head? What was that? I don't remember the name. Oh, the, sir, the whatever. It was like a different playset, and you guys said yeah, you used yeah, to yeah, use it with GI Joe. Yeah, but it looked like the cobra head, so we used to use that as our cobra base and you know transformer base, whatever we needed it for. But it was a bad guy. Back in our day, back in our day, we used to combine everything together. Yeah. Well, that's what you would do. You would mix all your toys together so you could have your own adventures. And yeah, Star Wars and yeah. E-Man. G.I. Joe yeah. figures were about the same size as Star Wars. Yeah, so I can't tell you how many times, you know, we had uh, 
Oh man, Duke and uh, Princess Leia had a uh, you know a little romance going on. Oh my goodness! It was just the way it was. We combined all the worlds together. Just how it was. Don't tell Han. Han you know, yeah, Cobra yeah, Commander tell hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think actually happened in some comics. We I used to love to see Darth Vader, you know, teaming up with Cobra Commander and taking on the whole world. That was a lot of fun <laughs> back in the Skeletor too. I didn't care about size. Just, yeah, and well, that's one of the things. I, I, if I had had money to spend on stuff, I saw. Battle Armor Skeletor. I used to have a Battle Armor Skeletor. I saw a Battle Armor He Man. There's a Thunder Punch He Man. I mean, all kinds of. If well, if I had just a bunch of money that I could throw it away and stuff, I could go in that store and go to town. No. But there was some stuff super expensive. <laughs> yeah, Seth one year. Seth unfortunately grew up a bit. Well, you know, I enjoyed, you know, the observing, watching you guys, you know, go nuts over the toys. And <laughs> the difference is you Seth battled. actually had children, so he had to grow up because he had his daughter. You battling the will, you know, not to oh, buy yeah. Hordak. I mean, that that was the greatest struggle I'd ever seen in my life. You know, you sitting there looking at it saying, if I can just balance, yeah. I can find a way. I was checking for room on a credit card. I was. You know, that, that, that was an epic Some struggle. Some people have seen E-Man versus Skeletor. Some have seen Hulk versus Andre. Others have seen David versus Goliath. And then there's Jeremy versus Hordak. But there is a happy ending because he does he does have Orko to go home. Yeah, with. I did find a Super 7 Orko from the, that looked like the classic animated series that I I, been, I had room on a credit card, so I put it on there. That and then we went, one of the shops we went to had like the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series trading cards that I used to have when I was a kid. And I got a, a whole mess of them things for real cheap, too. So it's just fun finding this thing. You found a, like a Jean Grey Marvel Girl style, style figure. Yeah, I ha- I uh, I have some of the uh, X Men stuff that I have, but one thing I'd like to get eventually is like the original type of X Men. Yeah. But they made they made different figures of that before, but they're very expensive. At least I like this version. This is not her original outfit, but it is whenever she had I don't know what you want to call them those spiky. The uh, weird mask. Yeah, the weird spiky mask. Well, it was like pre-X Factor. That's what she wore even like right before she became possessed by the Phoenix Force. Yeah. She was wearing that. And even like when they had the, the Dark Phoenix saga at the end when she's kind of part of her own faculties and she's trying to fight for her own life there on the moon, she a, wears that. I have a uh, perfect uh, uh, Scott that will go good with that. So, Oh, like the old Scott. Nice. Nice. Very, very cool. So, but yeah, so we went to like a, a back in time store in Liberty. We went to a village and vintage shop. We went to Bebop Comics, which is in Kansas City, kind of off of I 29. I'm going to advertise for these places we went to by letting people know that we went to them. Uh, we, we, we had, the only place we really didn't buy anything was that vintage stock in Liberty. Yeah. So that's where I was resisting the urge to buy that Hordak. Yep, that was a oh, struggle. It was a struggle, and I'm glad I didn't have enough room on my credit card because that stopped me. It stopped me, and I had because I'm trying to think and be responsible. And but he's, he's thought about it so much that he's gonna dream about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, when things turn around for me, when when things turn around for me, I will go back and get some of these things. You know, when when I have money to be able to get some little things, you know. Need to get some little things for my Heather, too. So but it'll, it'll be nice when things turn around. But things are just rough and tight. But uh, I also wanted to ask you, okay, so, and I guess it comes out this week, but you've gotten to play the beta of the new Madden. And they've uh, they've been working on uh, retooling the entire game, haven't they? Well, they put a lot of effort in the, in the franchise because for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, but it was like after the PS2 era, then they went to, you know, the PS3, Xbox 360, and they remade the game, but it was terrible. Yeah, it's it's a lot more simulation than uh, from the old games that I used to play. Well, 
it got worse than that actually because it, it went from simulation to just crap i mean that's <laughs> that's all it was you didn't have like the ratings didn't seem to matter as much you could i could put the punter in as a right tackle and he could you know <laughs> oh, I did. you know they, they wow they just so you know needless to say they've gone through different development teams because it's kind of the last, the last really good Madden until this one was probably Madden 12. But they went through different development teams, and finally this year they went back and put some effort into franchise mode, where you can, you know, actually where it actually seems like you're running your team, and it doesn't just feel like a series of games. Like you have a story that goes along with it. You can see how you build your roster. You can have your coaches and give them different abilities and stuff, or you can be the owner and fire Andy Reid and put yourself in his coach. <laughs> you wouldn't want to get rid of Big Red, though, would you? No, but in video game, I might want the glory. <laughs> you know, sorry, Big Red, you know, you won one Super Bowl, but I can win 10 in a row. I'm mad. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the things that, like, the last one I bought is because Patrick Mahomes was on the cover. So that's at the 20, I believe. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so, you know, this year it was kind of weird. I don't know. You know, they've only had two people on the cover once before, and that was for Madden 10. But they decided to put Tom Brady with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And I don't want Tom Brady on my cover. Just well, want Pat. Well, you know. He, it, but just because of the no, of it, it's a, it's a, it's. I think it's worth getting. If you don't get it every year, you'll actually notice a difference in this one because it usually takes them like two or three years to where you notice a big difference. And so, you know, if, if, if you want all the differences that you hadn't had before with franchise mode and all that stuff, you can, you'll get it this year. I mean, it's still mad and there's glitches, you know, and things you'll get mad at. Like, yeah. like I know there was a funny glitch, as a matter of fact, yesterday I was playing the Chiefs and, of course, and I won the game. And so there's like this cut scene and I was like, oh, this this is gonna be a happy thing. All of a sudden it shows Travis Kelsey. He looks like he's crying. And, and, he, and he's like, he's like, man, I'm sorry we let you down. And I'm like, what? <laughs> we won the game. And Andy Reid's like, well, it's only one game. We can we'll do better next time. Wow. And it was playing like this emotional song during it. Like I've never seen that on a Madden game before, so that was kind of funny. Uh, story mode. Yeah, it's one of the things I noticed like different, like because the one I've got. Because normally I'm used to, because I got, I think, the old three one on my GameCube. And I used to play the daylights out of that. But yeah, I created a player. I think I created a quarterback. And uh, so basically, you know, I'm basically playing as every member of the team on that one. Now, this new one, when I got with Patrick Mahomes, I wasn't going to replace quarterback. I got Mahomes in there as a quarterback. I was like, let me be one of his running backs or something. So I put myself, I created myself as a running back. But now, I mean, they went for a realism. I'm When I'm going in that mode, I only get to play when, my, when I'm in on that play. And then I've got a route or something to run doesn't mean I'm going to get the ball or get anything to really do. Well, and I, I didn't like that. I wanted to play as the play the, the, the team. The career mode, as far as playing as players, is kind of shallow still. So you know, if you're looking for, you know, it, that's not really the most fun you're going to have. The most fun yeah. you're the most fun you're going to have is with franchise mode. Or is that where you do you still get to play the games, or are you just running the business on franchise well, you, mode? You play you play the games, okay. and you you just get to run more of the player development types of things and. They've, they've also got a new thing for franchise that's not coming out till September. They're having an update. They overhauled the scouting. So like, I bet they're going to make you pay for it like a DLC. Oh, no, it's it's free. it is EA. <laughs> that, well, that's what that's what that's what you think, and so everybody. But EA is actually they've taken so much flack over there. <laughs> oh, not not just Madden, but like other games, like. 
this year I, they have some new person that's in charge of it and you know they're trying to do the whole thing of you know we're going away from all that paid dlc and and for some of that that's true but you know you got the new battlefield game that's coming out and that's all multiplayer dlc uh, so so they're not they're not telling the truth on that yeah but at least when it comes to madden they're actually trying to get some of the fans back because they lost a lot of fans yeah. over the last few and, years i mean they were the end all be all of football well, they, games. well they were in in the ps2 era like you go from like the beginning of the PS2 till probably 2007 on PS2. And those were the best Madden games. But then they got lazy, and they they hired a bunch of people from Disney that didn't know what they were doing with them, because <laughs> they didn't know how to animate games. So when they were developing it, all they were concerned about was how it looked standing still. But oh. People were like, uh, "That looks good and all, but it's actually got to move and stuff." Yeah. And, and so they released this trailer. That made it look like a movie, so everybody's like, "Yeah, the new Madden's gonna be great." And then all of a sudden, it came out in November, and people were like, "They're cursing," you know. Basically, <laughs> they're like, that "Doesn't look any," and it, and it didn't. It didn't look anything like that. Oh man! And so it was. It was just on a steady hill decline, you know, until, until recently. Well, just this is an opinion, right? But I think one of their biggest problems was, if you recall, Seth. One of the biggest problems, I don't remember the name of the game right now. You remember the game they bought out? Well, it, the, the, the best out. game was going to be the, the ESPN 2K NFL oh, series. Oh, yeah. Like 2K5, that, to many people, that's still the best NFL game they've the ever made. Those were like the five games or whatever, right? Yeah, the and NFL. Sony started making some. Well, Sony had them, right. and then yeah. 2K had them. And so, yeah. And then the, the 2K games were really good, and they released it that year for 19 bucks, and it scared EA because they're like, wait a second, and the the bad thing is there's like features in that game from way back then that aren't even in. So what did they do? Tell them what they did. Instead of, instead of improving their game of Madden, instead of doing their best to make a better game, instead of doing that or or wanting a good competitor so that they could continue to get better and better, tell them what they did, Seth. Well, they they bought they went to the NFL and were like, please, we just want to be the exclusive maker. Of oh. And so that's why that's why all those other games went off the market. Mm. And so that that made a lot of a lot of people. It even made Philip mad because oh, yeah. he because he even Philip was a fan of the 2K games, yeah. which will tell you something. Philip's just a very casual fan, but even he loved that game. And so yeah, I don't remember if I owned it, but I think uh, my friend Josh had some of the 2K football games, and I remember playing. Them. I was like, wow, this beats the heck out of Madden. Well, it did. It was like the first game where you actually had a pregame show. Like they yeah. had Chris, Chris Berman, yeah, going, I remember those. you know, and you get the lines like. They do with the old prime time. We used to watch the NFL prime time oh, things, and you'd have them in there prime time. And then you had his partner Tom Jackson, who was Philip's favorite. Okay. Who anytime somebody would be tackling, it'd be whoop whoop whoop, you know, make, <laughs> making those weird noises. And so you had all of that in the game, and it was like the first one that had like cutscenes of the fans after something would happen. You know, they mm. if you did good, you see the whole crowd cheering for yeah. it. But if you so were good. stinking, it would show like only one or two fans left in the stadium. They all left. Everybody, they'd show going out to their yeah, cars. Yeah, and they looked sad. The ones that are still there would look sad. It looked, it seemed so real. There's times that I really felt like I was at a game. I mean, it really felt that real, that the mood would change and it would get quiet. And I mean, everything, it's, I loved it so much that I found myself just, uh, 
getting more and more involved with football because of that game. Mm. Yeah, like, you know, Phillip would be sitting there playing it during the week to get pumped up. And, you know, in a shock, he should be asleep. But he's up. you're not going to believe what happened in this game. And, and he'd be talking about it like it was the real game that just happened. It'd be like that, that jerk. <laughs> Talk about Peyton Manning, you know. Oh, you know, he'd be, ah, oh, jerk, I'm gonna kill him. I'm like, well, they don't play until so. No, in my game, he really. Yeah. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's the thing. Sometimes I sometimes have more fun playing the game than watching the games. When the Chiefs weren't doing as good as they are now, I mean, I had more fun well, playing no, the games. You, you had to play the games for for the Chiefs. Yeah. Because we had, you know, we had some terrible players. Like man, for a while we did. Well, you remember we ran out there with guys like Damon Hewitt, who were off. Who never would ever start on any other team? <laughs> the the OG Mr. Glass Brody Croyle, you know Brody Croyle. They, they, you know. <laughs> now, I know you remember Brody because they. Some of you hopefully are getting the way we're like, oh yes, don't remind us. Well, they well they they hyped that guy up and he could he could throw a ball far, but if you touched him, he shattered like Mr. Glass, <laughs> always getting hurt. Oh, and then we yeah. you know the, they went from Dick Vermeil to Herm Edwards. <laughs> And you know Dick Vermeil. Uh, Dick Vermeil, you know he he was at least good oh, enough. Yeah, to, Dick Vermeil was he, good. He, but, you oh. got you were competitive. I mean, he didn't do anything in the playoffs, but you right, know, you know he came up short, you know, in the playoffs. I, but, I love Dick Vermeil. Always one of my favorite guys. I was I was like, I'm not gonna cry today. He started crying. I mean, just seconds his, later. His last press conference, he came out there serious as you'd ever seen him look before. He came, he came out there and said, "I'm not gonna cry today." But then he said, "But you're green." Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just started. He was famous for for crying and stuff. <laughs> and so we went from him to Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards is a great talker. Yeah. T- terrible coach, but he'd go out there. They used to call him the sermon from Herman. <laughs> Because he would get up there and talk about, we're going to play in the grass. Then we're gonna, and they would get their rear ends handed to them. And, you know, we'd be, oh, and we, we were loyal fans, whether they've been good or bad, but it was yeah. very rough on us, you know. It was. You know, so. Especially when I could get on my GameCube and I, I created my own team, the Gladstone Knights, and I, I did better than Chiefs were doing. I know the the. Yeah, so yeah. for us to have like Patrick Mahomes, you know that, oh, that we never that was something we never thought was gonna happen because yeah. we never would draft rookie quarterbacks high. They'd always get like some other washed up quarterback yeah. like like Gerback and Bono. Yeah. You know we used to have the San Francisco. Not that they weren't bad quarterbacks, but we were getting them oh, in there in their last oh, years. At least Steve Ono. <laughs> it takes more than one good player, though. It ta- it yeah, really. It takes more than one good player, and I hate to say this, but Seth and I had talked so many times about maybe we'll do better this year. Maybe we'll do better. We've, we've said that for I don't, I forgot how many years. It was over 20 years or more. And so by the time Patrick Mahomes and Seth told me he was going to be good, he would tell me that. And by the time that had finally come around, I had just kind of I hate to say lose hope because I I was always going to love the Chiefs and I always cheered them on every year, but. By that time, I was finally like, I don't know if we'll ever get to the Super Bowl or not. But this year, by gosh, I was in a situation where I wasn't able to watch for a couple of years. At this point, I was like, by gosh, this year I'm going to watch and I'm going to cheer every second of the way. And I did. And I was thrilled that we got what we did. And I am going to buy the game this year because <laughs> I have a PlayStation 5. 
and I can't wait to see how it's going to look. On the yeah, it's got to be looking amazing. Well, it's good, you know. I've played it. I mean, of course, there's glitch. Whenever they first come out, there's always some yeah. kind of, you know, weird glitchy plays and stuff. And but this one, they you can tell they actually attempted to cram a lot in, which for one for a one year cycle is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know, you still you probably still are two years away from them being where they want to be, but at least they're heading in the right direction as compared to when I put it on the 360. Even even Sarah, my daughter, she'd look at that and go, boy, Dad, that really looks bad. But I try to make myself, no, 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 Sarah, this is this is bad. It's, it's a good game. Uh, and you know what's fun about being at Kansas City, in Kansas City, being a Chiefs fan is I never thought we'd be one of those teams thought of by the rest of the world as annoying as the Patriots and Tom Brady ever was, where people just couldn't stand the Patriots so they didn't live there, or Tom Brady. We've become that with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. People are sick and tired of hearing about us, and you know, especially not going to two back-to-back Super Bowls. Didn't win the second one, but you know, being there, uh, we're becoming that annoying team where we're just that darn good, and people are sick of us. The great thing is they actually have a general manager who doesn't just sit back and well, we'll hope we find some good leftover because <laughs> the the GM he saw the the weakness was the offensive line because Patrick Mahomes is having to run for his life. Yeah. I mean, in the Super Bowl. You could say what you want, but he was running for his life. He was, he was. You know, it was like unnecessary roughness for the guys. You feel blow the whistle, blow the whistle. Because <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he wasn't even getting two seconds to throw the yeah. ball. And so they went out there and they got aggressive in free agency, getting yeah, getting Orlando it. Brown, who was a young and upcoming tackle, to to play on the most important spot of the line. Then you got the best free agent guard, Thune. So you're going to have those two guys together. And we've seen Patrick Mahomes do all this stuff with crappy offensive lines. Yes. Imagine him with time to throw. Time to look downfield. He's going to throw that sucker downfield. I mean, you know, if I was the rest of the NFL, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah, they'd be not liking us. So, so yeah, so anyone who lives in Kansas City listening to this podcast is loving this. Like, yeah. And hopefully some of you are Chiefs fans. But, yeah, I realize we turned this into a Chiefs show all together. <laughs> The people, now, the people who are listening in Russia, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> well, they, I bet they play some Madden. But, of course, all those of you in Europe, when we talk about football, you know we're talking about something other than what you would call football. And we call soccer. I don't know why we call it soccer. But the reason why we call it football is the ball is a foot long. I learned that. See, we have a reason to call it football. I mean, it makes sense to call football, soccer football because you're using your feet. That makes sense. I understand that. So you can call your soccer football all you want to. But we, of course, we have our football. And hopefully you find a way to enjoy it and watch. And you can root for the Chiefs. I give you permission to root for the Chiefs in Europe if you watch any NFL. Because in this age, you can watch it from anywhere. But, yeah, this has turned into a Kansas City Chiefs podcast. Uh, so I want to turn a corner here real quick. because I don't know if you've gotten to watch the Marvel What If. Have you watched the first episode? Yeah. All right, so Marvel What If uh, debuted this week. Uh, I've been kind of looking forward to it to see what they came up with. And the first thing we got is, now, uh, spoiler warning, if you haven't watched this, go ahead and uh, skip the rest of the show because I don't want to spoil anything for you. But we got to see what would have happened if Peggy Carter had stayed in the room and suddenly everything changed to where Peggy Carter ended up with Super Soldier Serum. And over, I mean, the animation looked great. It was, com- it was computer animation done to look like 2D. Yeah. Uh, and it was an enjoyable episode. The only thing is, and my wife, you even looked at me, you know, she didn't watch the entire episode, but we saw Peggy Carter's temperament 
was probably not a good idea. If somebody was Super Bowl, what Super Bowl? Super Soldier. We've been talking football. I'm like Super Bowl. Um, but her as a Super Soldier, I mean, she did some awesome stuff, and we love Peggy Carter, but she doesn't have the right temperament. There was something about Steve Rogers that makes him special with the Super Soldier serum that he's got the perfect temperament uh, to where he does it, where Peggy kind of enjoyed it a little too much, a little bit egocentric, and had a nasty temper that if this would type of thing would have continued, she might have done something, and, and you even mentioned U.S. agent. Yeah. You know, like what we saw in... Yeah, like they already explored that, you know, yeah. already if someone like Steve Rogers hadn't gotten it, so... Yeah. You know, and I think that's one thing people kind of forgot about Captain America, you know, was that it had to be the right person yeah. to get the serum, because, you know, some people are just like, oh, I just injected it into anybody. Yeah. And she was already, you know, a phenomenal, you know, she was a soldier, was an agent of the, uh, well, what you later would become S.H.I.E.L.D., and she's a founding member of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was already pretty awesome when we, you know, but now she's got powers to back it up, and it was really cool, but there's a lot of stuff that, like, like even in the first Avenger movie, uh, Dr. Erskine, no, not Erskine, what was that guy's name? But anyways, but he says, what makes us good is the weakness that, that you are, Steve Rogers, but the heart you have. And Peggy is an awesome character, but she didn't have the same heart as Steve. So her with the powers is a frightening idea, but it was an enjoyable episode. I had a good time with it, so it's definitely it's definitely worth watching, but yeah, it, you start thinking about the ramifications uh, if it had gone that way, how it would have gone wrong maybe later on Nick Fury never gets the the serum oh dude he he would turn all Samuel L. Jackson I'm tired of this maker blanket you know he oh yeah uh, any, any thoughts you want to add in there, Phil? Kind of I was simply thinking to myself while I was watching it was, uh, she seemed got she got a little egotistical. Yeah. And uh, which that could happen if you yeah. uh, suddenly have superpowers and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I I did kind of like that you got a sense that Steve became the in a sense the original Iron Man. Yeah. Which is so people that were asking it's like so what happens in this timeline when Tony comes along? Well, what if? And so I, we'll never know. I do like that they put the Watcher in there. Yes. The narrator, more or less. And I like that. Yeah. I also like how, I'm not sure who all they got, but uh, the voice acting in this is very, very well. It's the original actors came back to oh, voice themselves. Cool. Isn't that awesome? Because they did a good job. And so I guess you can do a good job when you are being you. <laughs> so, yeah. Chad, you know, Bozeman. You know. Yeah, it's like the last thing he had to do with Black the, Panther. The last, the last lines he ever recorded is Black Panther. Panther will be on the next episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. It really is. But overall, thumbs up. We recommend yeah, this series. I think, I think the animation, of course, it is computerized, but they it did such a great. It, it's a great style. I mean, when we were young, when I was a kid and all, I always dreamed of how they could do shows that look this good. Now, to me, the greatest animated series of all time is Batman the Animated Series because that's all hand. That looked fantastic. And they did a tremendous job. Yeah, buddy. And this is an outstanding series, though, because they can do so much and do so quickly now. And they, and they, they can make it. I mean, Disney is so good at what they do. And to, so, so have Disney doing it is who that's that's dreams come true. My question is, I you guys got to see the uh, long Halloween for the Batman, the first. Uh, I haven't watched that yet. Uh, not yet, I haven't. Is it on HBO Max by any chance yet? 
It might be. I haven't seen it. Because they put a lot of those on the HBO yeah, Max. They haven't yet. You, you know, they still want you to go buy that yeah. one. Yeah, I can't blame it. I've read The Long Halloween. I checked but, out the library. But, but Sarah bought it, and so I watched it. And I, You know, so far, it's a pretty good adaptation. Of course, they changed certain things yeah. around. Just because they want you, you know... To, to buy part two. <laughs> well, well, they all, they also, too, don't want you to sit there say, thinking you know every single thing right. that's going to happen. Kind of like with, with the hush that they did. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That, that was that was that, that, that was a good that was an interesting twist that they put with the hush on the animated one. Yeah. The only time they added stuff that I didn't really care for is the uh, the killing joke. Yeah. Like the, you could skip the first four to five minutes of that and be fine. Well, they did. They, they got more graphic than the, than the comic yeah. book. And they didn't get into the comic until like four to five minutes in. No, and, and but then the stuff that they did, they got more graphic than the comic <laughs> did. I mean, so there I mean, it's a pretty violent comic, and there is there is some drawn nudity in bits in the comic. But and then and then another thing that they did on Hush. On Hush, they decided to ki- to change who the villain was, the main villain. Yeah, they they changed they, the focus around a little bit. Surprise you? I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. It was still enjoyable though. Yeah, it was it was good, but it's it's like that's dumb. That's it is dumb. That's like saying, uh, oh, on the new Star Wars, we decided to change who uh, Darth Vader's son really is. Why? Don't, don't say you? that. They they may do it. They may do it. You know, if they think Philip Coons will buy a ticket to it, if they think Philip Coons will buy the merchandise, they will. Star do Wars it. multiverse. Well, the, yeah, exactly. They'll have it. What if Anakin and Philip will first say, "No, I don't want to see it." But what Philip does is he gets very excited. He doesn't always let on, but he'll sit down here and he'll go, "I'm not doing it." <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that before. I'm not gonna buy. Next thing you know, Philip's like, oh, I couldn't contain myself. One one example. Snake, snake. But one example, WWE 2K20. Philip and I regretted it. I regretted it because <laughs> you had to buy it. That's right. Well, uh, how soon do we wait before the WWE 2K22? I'll find out next week because next week they're going to show things about it at uh, SummerSlam. Oh, okay. So that's next week, and I'm looking forward to hearing about. And we'll because it's an upcoming game, and I figure that's be something to talk about. We like to talk video games here. AEW has a new game coming out too, and I intend to get both. And it looks a little cartoony in style. It's Jack Specific making that one, right? Yes, and it looks really good. I can't wait to get both. I'm looking forward. Of course, and I'll come play. I'll come play with you. Of course, of course I will. Of course I will. And we will. We will make ourselves. You know, I actually even did find on YouTube, and I can't remember what what channel it was, but somebody had been. And they were basically doing commentary over, I think they just let the computer do the wrestling, but they were like, oh, look, it's everybody's a cartoon character. And he was doing it like it was something special. I'm like, dude, that's exactly the way we play in WWE games. We make all these comic book characters, cartoon characters, yeah. and stuff like that. That's, I've got my entire show that's basically, you know, of course, I'm in there, too, playing with it. But, yeah, but they do it like it's something special and different. <laughs> So, alrighty, uh, but yeah, so yeah, we definitely recommend the What If uh, Bad Batch. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten to watch the rest of it, so I can't say anything of my thoughts on it. But you know, I did enjoy. But I have a habit with Star Wars shows; I don't quite get through all of them all the time. I still haven't finished watching Rebels. I really should, yeah. uh, or even uh, what Renegades. I didn't watch, but maybe two episodes of that. I should probably go watch that sometime too. Was it Renegades? The one that was before it was supposed to be the in between, right before the uh, sequel trilogy. They made a, a series based on that. It's probably on Disney Plus as well. I, I think it was called Renegades. I forgot. It was it was it was neat. It was done to look like hand drawn, and it you know it was it was pretty cool. But all right, and uh, this was the beginning of the resistance and stuff. But I think that wraps up everything that I wanted to have on this here. So we're going to put an end to this here, and I will meet you at the close. 
So this is the part of the show where I remind you about my podcast reviews. My podcast reviews, I do have a link on the front page of NeverlandPodcast.com. If you happen to be a podcaster and you want to be able to collect all of your reviews, this is the best way to do it because reviews fall all over the place, all over the internet, and my podcast reviews will collect them all for you, email them to you, and let you have a look. And I've even got a nice little setup to where I was able to put some reviews on the front of my website, that front page, and it should update whenever I have some new reviews coming in. So it's very, very nice service, very, very reasonable in price, lots of different packages available. And of course, thank you to uh, Ricky Pope of the Christian Nerds Unite podcast, Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show, and Karen Kennedy for their help and creating our new intro want to remind you to follow us of course on facebook we have both a group and a fan page if you just search for neverland podcast we're on twitter at neverland pcast and of course become a patron on our patreon page at neverland podcast patreon.com slash neverland podcast we love your support it really does help because you know money is tight and uh, i do i do appreciate help in paying for all my expenses for running this show so we thank you for listening we invite you to come back next week and remind you of course to get lost in an adventure